0: I don't know if rare is good enough. Yeah, they want us to feel comfortable. (laughs) I don't know here's what you can use to power your house, but there's a 5% chance your house will just
1: explode. I hope it's less than 5%. Or whatever it is. (laughs) When you go skydiving, you sign like, oh, if my parachute doesn't go off, it's not your fault. Like, yeah, it's your fault. (laughs) But it's like, oh, you decided to jump out of a plane. That's it. (laughs) Like, like that's that's sort of the defense. I'm just going to
0: unplug all my devices and live in a cold, dark apartment. (laughs) Like, what do you want me to do?
1: afternoon even by one by one call me in the afternoon even by one by one hi my name is denise milanakis and you're listening to the machayadas podcast um this is the montreal-based podcast where we talk about canadian tragedies and today is no exception we're talking about the lasalle heights disaster of 1965 and i'm very excited to be joined with my friend samantha hanley Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I've never introduced you the way I just did. <laughs> this is Samantha. <laughs> like, does it's anyone so call formal. you Samantha?
0: Um, people that just meet me. Yeah. But I always tell them to call me Sam. Okay. It's just easier. Yeah. And I don't like my full name.
1: It's a beautiful name. Meh. I don't have a name that you can make into a nickname. I call you D. I get D, Den, Dennis, Denny. Mm mm. Well, Dennis is just my brother. Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's not the same. It's not intuitive. No. Why did I... Who brought this episode to my attention? Did you tell me or did I, I tell
0: you? I told you about this because I learned about it, I think, maybe five months ago. And when I Googled it, I realized that I would drive on that street coming home every day when I worked back at in Point Clair, right. coming home to LaSalle. Right. I would literally drive on that street. And I I drove past the explosion site having no clue that it was there and that there's housing there now.
1: How'd you learn about it? I don't
0: remember. I think I saw a post or an article that said commemorating the 50th anniversary from like five years back. Yeah. And I went, what? There was an explosion? What are you talking about? Yeah. And I looked it up and I couldn't believe that I'd never heard about it before.
1: I didn't hear about it. Yeah. So you brought it to my attention. You came to the right place because here we talk about Canadian tragedies and I've Trying to make it as precise and local as possible, at mm-hmm. least for the first few, few episodes, and this is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a tragedy, but this is so juicy for me. This is, <laughs> this is the juiciest thing. Okay. Let's see. Any preliminary things before we hop right into it? Um, so you grew up in LaSalle? I did not. Where did you grow up? I at? grew
0: up in the West Island. Okay. Uh, and my family moved a lot. We've moved probably or myself around 20, 23 times wow. at this point. And I'm 25. So um, I moved to LaSalle in 2015 and lived here for four years, spent some time downtown and just moved back. So I'm pretty familiar with the area. I have some family around here. Mm-hmm. I hated it when I'm moved here but it grew on me so I actually really enjoy it now but I didn't really know much about its history.
1: Death struck at breakfast time in Montreal. An explosion wiped out 18 flats in a block of 24. Fire swept through adjacent buildings gutting four blocks in all. 28 people were killed. Many were missing. The injured list exceeded 50 servicemen were among scores of volunteers, fighting the flames, helping to clear the debris and rescue the victims. After the first hour, they feared that any people they might find would almost certainly be dead. So it's called the LaSalle Heights disaster, and it occurred in the early morning of March 1st, 1965 in the city of LaSalle. Um, a gas line explosion destroyed a number of low-cost housing units. In all, 20 people lost their lives, 39 were injured, and 200 were instantly left homeless. LaSalle Heights is a suburban resident residential block of low-income rental units located at the corner of, of Rue Belgevin and Rue Jean Milo in LaSalle. It was constructed by LaSalle Heights, Inc. in 1955 and 1956 at a cost of $5,300,000. It's yeah. it like a lot of money for the time. Yeah, but there were like hundreds of apartment units yeah, in it. It wasn't like a, like a regular condo no, building. No, it
0: just seems like a big number for back then. But when. it's true,
1: it's true. It's 1955. Yeah. I don't know how much it costs to build a condo. Building now or even back then must be a lot. If it was five million then, I feel like you can tell me it's five million now for a condo building, and I believe you. Yeah. Are you are you playing at some sort of fault? No, are no, you no, no. I'm just, I was, just, I was just, theory. I was, <laughs> I was like, what are you hitting at? Sam? what do you know? <laughs> no, I was just, I was truly surprised at how much it
0: cost back then because five million then would be probably at least triple that
1: now. It's true, and it's supposed to be a, affordable housing, so it's not like they're making them luxurious. No,
0: and I actually read in a testimonial that someone went to pay their rent for the month and it was $59 for the month. In
1: 1955, construction was announced and the site was expected to consist of we were so wrong. It's 678 units.
0: 678.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot. Double. What we just said.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So
1: a massive apartment unit. Massive. Um, 53 three-bedroom houses in a row, 422 three-bedroom apartments, 132 two-bedroom apartments, 51-bedroom apartments, and 16 bachelor apartments. So rents ranged from 30 to 57 a month. So for a three-bedroom home in LaSalle in 1955, you could pay under $60 a month that's just insane yeah it's it's literally a time where you know your grandfather would say like and a and a soda can was 10 cents <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> like, and you could you could play soda pop stand by the fountain
0: <laughs> and, i mean i'm sure that's cheaper than what n- non-affordable housing Downtown was housing, but just yeah. the thought of 59 dollars a month for an apartment a three-bedroom is that blows my mind
1: and I want to stress that LaSalle only started becoming cool now, right? It's, LaSalle it's is kind
0: of starting to gentrify, if yeah. you will, a little bit, but most of it's just elderly people and then the parts that are a little bit less well-to-do. It...
1: Okay, so the rents range from 30 to 57 a month and were available to families whose monthly income ranged between four and six times their rent. So the block consisted of 25 identical U-shaped buildings, each housing 36 units of various size. So this is a whole complex. Yeah. Okay. So, the night of the incident, 8:25 a.m., the LaSalle Fire Department along with a number of naval officers from a nearby barracks descending descended on their site. Barracks. Barracks? Yeah.
0: What it's it's an, basically like their base
1: unit. For navies? For Yeah, for naval uh, I, officers?
0: I, yeah. Sailors of the Royal Canadian Navy Supply Depot in LaSalle hmm. came to help.
1: That's great. I didn't even know we had like navy on on call. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I like genuinely had no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are like I have, f- I have points about this. No way, this didn't even come up in my research. Really? Oh my oh, god! Oh, I, I need. Oh, I'm oh, slacking. Oh. So I got really into it. <laughs> oh my Sorry. god! I'm just like really excited. <laughs> By the afternoon, Premier Jean Lesage and multiple deputies and ministers arrived to assess the damages. In the days following, a foundation was created for the victims, and the radio television telethon took place. Six hundred thousand was raised in the effort. Queen Elizabeth wrote a letter. Um, you know, she's. Dip- Distressed to learn about the tragic incidents which took place in Lasalle, and she, you know, she ha- she conveys her sincerest apologies to the mayor, to the injured, and the next of kin to those who lost their lives. Um, the Central Mortgage and Housing Corporation, along with the minister in charge of the Canadian government's housing program, made approximately sixty vacant houses available for more than two hundred left homeless. Mysteriously, nobody knows what happened. It was uncalled for, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like we said, twenty-eight people lost their lives.
0: So a point about that, about those who did lose their lives, yeah. is because I actually read it was around like 8.15 in the morning. Maybe okay. I'm sure the stories differ a bit. Yeah. But they had mentioned in the article that I read, I was able to go back and find articles from 1965, the, month, the week and month that it happened. That's so cool. It was really interesting. And they said that most of the victims were women and children because the men had already left for work, but it was early enough that children hadn't left for school. 18 children, 9 women, and 2 men were killed.
1: There's this uh, little seven minute documentary I saw called like Disaster at LaSalle Heights Mm -hmm. and it was filmed in 2015 for the 50th anniversary. And uh, she was recounting she was a little girl going to school Mm -hmm. and she didn't live in the housing project. She lived like down the street and she would walk and wait outside the housing project and her friend would come out and the two of them would walk to school together. And she had said that as she was walking to the the housing project, that's when she heard the explosion and she didn't, had no idea what it was. And you know, she saw her friend and luckily her friend was okay and they were you know they were both shaken up and they were turning around to walk back to her house and she looks at the floor and she sees like a like you know things were everywhere right so like parts of the apartment parts of the homes debris Mm -hmm. is everywhere and so she looks down and she sees like children's toy like a doll did you hear this no so she reaches down and picks up a doll and it wasn't a doll it was a baby that's how small the baby was that is horrific. That is
0: absolutely horrific. What an
1: image to think about. The baby was okay. Like, she picked it up and the baby instantly started crying. Like, it, the baby was, like, shocked. In, in shock. And it was a little boy. And I don't know if he's actually okay, but he was alive. Wow. Yeah, and just, like, I find it interesting when you when you look at it from a position of, like, innocence. And, like, just, like, things they remember from traumatic incidences. They rem- While they were walking police officers or, or cops or someone was like please stop moving go sit over there so we could like assess what's going on and she looked over and it was a you know a, people were sitting where the cop had told them waiting for the ambulance or waiting to get treated by the ambulance and they were all like bloody and gross and she's like i don't want to go sit over there they're gross not realizing she's also gross right <laughs> and like because she was you know like like next to an explosion right so she has debris and dirt everywhere but like that's she's like oh mm, you know like I just it was it was a it was an interesting imagery, interesting perspective. Too. Yeah, interesting perspective. So
0: what happened basically was between between eight and nine a.m. Four buildings out of this complex exploded.
1: This complex and the explosion reached across the street. Oh yeah, the the surrounding buildings shattered
0: windows. But the from what I read, there were two main buildings that were obliterated and created like a twenty foot crater, crater into the ground with yeah pieces of wood that was it there was no building left and two buildings caught fire and burned for and you know subsequently just fell apart but yeah we on fire due to the explosion in the surrounding complex and then like you said for blocks around windows were shattered um the shock waves also ruined some apartments from what i read as well so it was it was really significant
1: and, again, I remember, like, little elements from, like, the research. Like, those are the parts that stand out to me. Like, I have facts here, but I'm just yeah. telling you, like, things that I remember. I remember, like, uh, one of the cops who had just worked an overnight shift, and a shift eight, ended at 8 a.m. It was, like, an 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. shift. And he gets home, and then as soon as he gets home, he's called at, like, an emergency, you have to come down to Lasalle Heights, and you have to, you know, help. And he, he gets there, and they were they were obviously digging through that crater to find people, and they couldn't use shovels. Right, because like the shovels, if it was a person person. lying down, could kill a person that's like unconscious. So that with their hands, they have to dig because it's it's less invasive. Those are like the trauma, traumatic details that I that I'm left with that 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 are most memorable to me. That is awful.
0: I also read that it caused a thousand foot tower of smoke into the air, and it was so intense that they had to reroute flights.
1: Oh my god! Around
0: it because they had a few planes fly through or near it, and completely obscured their vision. So it, it threw off all of the flights for the day, caused significant delays with um, the airport, which it's stuff like that that I don't think about when I think about disasters. I think about you know the immediate consequences of yeah. it, but I didn't think about, oh, what would that do for air travel? Or what would that do for houses five blocks away? But it really made a big difference. It was
1: crazy. Right. Crazy, so in crazy. 2015, um, there are surrounding buildings, but like over the crater, there's just a parking lot. So like they're they surrounded you now and they put in 2015 for their 50th anniversary, like as we both saw, they, they did a little more memorial and they put a little plaque. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you can do to adequately like make up for a tragedy like that. Like, oh, we have a plaque. So the official reason on paper is that it was a natural gas leak that had been leaking for several months. Mm-hmm. That morning there were some like construction workers or some people doing some work outside and apparently like one of their hammers ignited a ignited a spark and that's how the whole building exploded like instantaneously. It's awful. I just want to say that I saw in a CTV archive video and it was for the 36th anniversary and it was uh, a man who was interviewed who was a child at, a to- at the time and he lost his mother in the incident and he remembers that the night before he was playing outside with friends and he was seeing bubbles in the water is how he put it. Like I guess it must have rained and there was a puddle like outside of the building and he remembers seeing bubbles in the water. And that was, like, some sort of indication of a gas leak, right? Because it was coming out of the building. Oh, boy. But he, at the, he's a kid, and he remembers, like, with his friends, laughing about the bubbles. And, you and know. lo and behold. It was the 36th anniversary. I don't remember how old he was. But, like, retrospectively, he has all that time to overthink. He was like, that was an indication that there was gas leaking in that building. But he couldn't have known. There, there was no way of knowing. He was too young. It is said in various reports that the gas lines were not buried deep enough underground and they were only 18 inches underneath the ground. According to Lucien Paquette, um, it was his bulldozer to have indirectly caused the gas leak when they were working on construction nearby. Another Dorval cop rushed to the scene, ran into his brother's car on the way, killing him. How crazy is that? You see all the all the, the repercussions. Like of he's this rushing one? to the scene and he gets into a car accident and who does he
0: kill? His own brother? This is the reason, things like this that when there's an emergency and your family members in the hospital, they don't tell you the extent of the situation until you get there because they know that if you think it's really bad, you're gonna you're gonna speed and then you're likely to get into an accident. Did you know
1: that? No, I didn't know they, that.
0: Yeah, they downplay situations until you get there and then they they drop the bomb on you and be like, Yeah, he's, he's in and I see you.
1: Obviously, there's the initial tragedy, but then there are all, like, these parallel... Like, outlying... Stories, mm-hmm. like, plot lines that you're like, what, what is going on? Why did... Why? And they are all interconnected.
0: Important to note as well. Yeah. So, at this point, it, most electricity was gas-powered. It wasn't Hydro-Quebec, you know. That hadn't really been established as, um, as widely as it is now. So the likelihood of a of a gas leak was probably higher back then because that was what powered homes in Montreal. And funny enough, I had read that there had been another explosion.
1: Well, yeah, I read that too. There had been too. a few
0: explosions, like one a month prior, one nine like years a earlier.
1: Nine years earlier Nine was years a earlier. similar blast yeah. that was literally around the corner that killed seven. So yeah. these are, these are yes, while they are common at the time, there's something exclusive to like these LaSalle Heights apartments that are not as well built. I don't know. I guess well, when we get to who's to blame. It I was f- just, it was so
0: much more catastrophic than the other ones. Yeah. So much more. There had been one also a month prior uh, in Côte de Neige, Oh, a gas leak explosion Because in the article that I read in the newspaper and the Gazette, it had mentioned it. So, I don't know. And I'm sure the practices back then were more lax or there was less regulation than there might be now. Um, And the the company that installed all these pipes was the Quebec National Gas Company.
1: Yes. Well, the next year, 11 people were killed in another gas attack at a polystyrene production plant. Um, at the Monsanto factory in LaSalle, too. Really? Right? Do you know this one? They have bad luck. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, wow.
0: Wow. I know that from my research, they, there was kind of some speculation and question as to the amount of firefighters and first responders that arrived on the scene, and that there weren't enough. Okay. And people found it strange that they employed help of the Navy when they're not trained or equipped for these kinds of disasters and didn't have... You know, firefighter equipment didn't really know the protocols to follow in such a scenario. And part of the reason they didn't have enough firefighters is because LaSalle at the time was kind of like a standalone city within the scope of the island of Montreal. They had their own specific firefighter force, if you will. Okay. And rather than call on the Montreal firefighting force, they just, they didn't. Because back then you paid a fee to have the city of Montreal come to help you interesting in your borough or your like yeah. city. yeah so they did they just didn't call the montreal fire department like either because they thought they could handle it or because they didn't want to pay and it just makes me wonder if they had done that could they have saved more lives could they have gotten to them more quickly
1: yeah
0: rather than have ill-equipped navy officers coming in and trying to help and without knowing how to help yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is
1: very interesting.
0: And I think people were a little bit upset about that, understandably. Understandably because so. Because the loss of life was just horrific. Um, I read, like you said, that um, some people were put up in hotels for free. There were some outlying hotels downtown that had offered to give people free rooms until they could be, like, rehomed. But I also heard that they converted one of the nearby elementary schools to, like, a welfare center. Yeah. And they had people stay there, and they bought... They brought bodies to ice rinks to be preserved while people could walk down. Oh, that's, the rink to identify that's bodies. That's
1: morbid. That is such a Canadian morbid thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it makes sense, body. right? Yeah.
0: Because they have to know who's who and gotta keep them cold. I can't imagine having to do oh that. Oh my god, in family.
1: I just, I just don't. I can't. I don't know who to blame for this.
0: So here's, here's my take. Yeah. The, the Quebec Natural Gas Company, I also read, that they were supposed to do monthly checks on certain systems. And the mayor of LaSalle, in a statement, had said they weren't checking monthly, they were checking annually.
1: What? That's like that's like <laughs> 11 times less a year. I know.
0: <laughs> and so he he blamed them and said if they'd been doing the proper follow-ups, they would have caught this fissure in the in the pipeline. And they would have been able to repair it or replace it, and it would have avoided such an explosion right because the whole issue was that i guess with the the construction workers creating sparks which is normal but around a pipe that had a big crack in it you put two and two together you know so he he definitely blamed the Quebec natural gas company because And you had
1: mentioned to me that there was a lawsuit was it there, there, was, was there were
0: there were two lawsuits actually i read one it was i uh, what was his name george purd Herbert George Purd, excuse me. And he lost his wife and three of his four children in this explosion. Oh, my God. And his fourth child, his daughter, was severely injured. So he actually launched um, a lawsuit against them for $86,000 in 1965, which in current amount, if you're curious, is around $700,000.
1: Okay. Still not worth the... Three lives, nowhere close. Four lives. lives. If that happened today, we'd
0: be suing for millions.
1: And he sued for. Well, first you'd have to figure out: Are we putting these people as the sole people responsible? If they don't do checks, if. I don't know it, if they're breaking their contract by not doing the checks or like I don't know if they agreed to do doing 12 checks a year and they only did one that that's breaking their contract but if if that was just like what they did for every apartment unit, every condo, every every home, they only they only do inspections once a year, then they're not at fault cuz that's what, you know, that's what they've been doing and that's what they're mandated for. The gas company? Yeah. Like a, if that's if that's just what they've always been doing and maybe the, you know like maybe.
0: yeah i just have written lasalle's mayor stated that the, Q, the qngc should have been conducting monthly checks of the gas lines but we're only doing so on an annual basis so i guess it was a standard that wasn't being met or it wasn't standardized at all and they could just decide when and where they wanted to do these checks and I would hope that since then they've developed. I'm sure they've developed.
1: We were trying to find evidence of that, and it's not as clearly stated no. as, as we wanted it to be. Well, I tried to look into the Quebec
0: Natural Gas Company and see, you know, were there multiple lawsuits that came about from similar situations? So not only Herbert purd but also um, the LaSalle Heights Incorporated Company sued the QNCG. And what came of that? For negligence. And I couldn't find anything about that either. So I'm imagining they probably settled behind closed doors because I couldn't find any public record of any of these going to court. But...
1: I don't know how much of the victims were actually compensated with whatever... I don't think they were compensated at all.
0: I I didn't find anywhere that the company compensated. Because for them to compensate the victims, they'd have to admit fault. Right. And I don't think they did. I don't think there was ever... There was a formal investigation, but I don't know what came of it beyond them saying that there was a, a, defect in this pipe, and there was an explosion.
1: That's all I know too. You're right.
0: It's just awful. And I did, I did, I did some significant digging. I went through um, Quebec public record. I tried to see if I could find anything with
1: Herbert Per's yeah, last an name. Eight hundred thousand lawsuit filed against Quebec Natural Gas. Yeah, you check out your facts. Check I check out. out. <laughs> so and nothing in the there I couldn't
0: find anything, and. You know, so LaSalle Heights, like you said, they filed for around $800,000 against the Quebec Natural Gas Company, which today balances out to around $7 million for negligence of the maintenance of its distribution system. So a significant number from back then. But again, if this happened today, it would be
1: quadruple the amount easily. On March 29 nineteen sixty five, Lasalle Heights Inc. announced any or all tenants of the Lasalle Heights Housing Departments was allowed to break their lease if they wanted. Oh, how generous! I read that too. we are leaving in an apartment that doesn't <laughs> really exist anymore. How generous of you to let us break Not our No, for leaves? the others. For the others. Well, nonsense. you're right next to a like a a crater, honestly, where dozens of people lost their lives. Windows
0: are shattered. I don't think... I, if, if they hadn't done that, that would have been problematic. Like if the they hadn't was, said, yeah. let's let everyone go... You have
1: to live here. <laughs> you have to live here
0: and look at this crater in the courtyard. That's
1: awful. That's absolutely awful. It's terrible. So
0: it's, it's difficult because you could argue that why, if, if LaSalle Heights was so concerned with the safety of their residents, why were they not...
1: Especially since something had happened the year before and something happened the year after. Like When, when are you learning from your mistakes?
0: So to an extent, I understand blaming the gas company, but at the same time, if you were that concerned, why were you not hiring someone to do checks for your building?
1: Yeah, because it said that the the gas lines were not buried deep enough underground at only 18 inches. That's
0: really not deep. And I'm not saying this is part of a conspiracy or anything, but I I will say that the Quebec Natural Gas Company has changed names like five times.
1: What have they changed names from? So,
0: they were that before. Then they got... There was a there were a few buyouts over the course of the last 50 or 60 years. They rebranded to Gaz Metropolitaine, which got shortened to Gaz Metro, which is now Energir, And they changed the name to reflect that they don't only... This company doesn't only do gas yes. powering. They also do electric, Water. hydro. Um, they own a bunch of plants and distribution in Vermont. Strangely enough.
1: Okay, um, so, like, this underground gas pipe doesn't look what I like what I thought it was going to look like. I expected, I was picturing more of, like, a sewer-looking pipe. Oh, a big, big, like big a pipe. big-ass pipe that's, like, deep underground. These are, this looks like a garden hose. Like a little, like mm-hmm. a metal garden hose that's... This is really bad. This is so, like, look how bad that looks. If that looks, like, so easily it could get
0: chopped. Although this was a complex, so could have been a series of... Pipes maybe, but even still, easy to damage. Absolutely, just the fact that it happened so many times, so close together, in such a, a close um, area
1: I have a is question. concerning. Yeah, why didn't this happen at a uh, luxury, high end building that was that housed just as many people in in downtown? Why do these things tend to generally happen in low income places?
0: That's an excellent question. And that also makes me think about the fact that they didn't spend money to get the Montreal Fire Department to come help them. That's the the borough of LaSalle, though. The borough of LaSalle, why didn't they act Yeah, in the lower income sector of LaSalle? I think about that as well.
1: Yeah. This is literally, like, you know, right now we're talking about, like, discrepancies in race and gender and in, like, the healthcare sector, right, in terms of um, police brutality, in terms of, you know, poor people or people of color or women are disproportionately represented in these sectors. And this is, like, not – this is just – this goes with the – goes with the flow. This is status quo. It's a status quo. Big time.
0: Oh, I also read – That the mayor of LaSalle clearly had no faith in these buildings because they evacuated other complexes owned by LaSalle Heights until all the buildings were properly inspected by the gas company.
1: So this mayor is really making... Is pretty mad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... So he's he's going out and he's speaking out and he wants he wants everybody to see that he cares and he thinks about it and you know he's on your side which is what you want from your your mayor yeah and you know he's really pointing all the blame to the LaSalle Heights um, construction complex and the gas company and the gas company secondary what 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 do you think he's most disappointed at um well what did he I say I think
0: he, he from what I read he seemed more upset with the gas company. And I think the reason that he had them evacuated was because he feared that the gas company might have cut corners with other Lasalle Heights buildings or complexes.
1: Why do you think it was only Lasalle Heights? Seemingly, maybe been. they were maybe they're like the Sergakis of Lasalle. You know where they own everything. The Sergakis of LaSalle. yeah downtown everything's owned by Sergakis. Yeah, I see the name everywhere. Yeah, yeah. This is, he's, maybe LaSalle Heights is the Sergakis of LaSalle in 1965. Could be. What I love about Google is when you start Googling things, it gives you people also search for. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and other, I'm looking at, you know, LaSalle Heights disaster. LaSalle Heights, is LaSalle Heights, Inc., still in operation? Questions, how common are gas explosions in homes?
0: <laughs> I hope it's less now than it was then.
1: It has to be, right? Yeah, let's find some statistics. So we don't hear
0: about those anymore.
1: Okay, this article is from June 3rd. Oh, just recently. Okay. A natural gas leak forced the closure of intersection of Guy and René-Levesque on Wednesday morning. 13 emergency vehicles took part in the operation after a contractor hit a natural gas line in the area at 10 a.m. Exact same thing. Literally exact same thing. Fire department officials say there were some nearby buildings evacuated. There are currently some 4,000 Hydro-Quebec clients in the area without electricity. Emergency workers from Hydro-Quebec are on the scene working to control the leak. Officials are asking people to avoid the area. So that, that one didn't explode. That guy, I guess, no saw he broke a pipe and then called for help. Right. But this, these people... they were It was leaking for months. Oh, it had to have
0: been. And you, you can't expect the tenants to think... Oh, let's check on the gas lines today. Yeah, you know they put trust in in the gas company and, and the company that they're paying rent to,
1: and they were just. It, it's like they were forgotten, and it's sad. This is interesting. This article says, and this is recent, so it's about like modern construction. Mm-hmm. But I I, I struggle to see the difference between this and 1955. Okay, um, increased number of gas links in Montreal probably tied to construction boom. So buildings are being brought up and raised quicker than they are being cared for, I guess, and adequately planned. Sounds about right for Montreal. Uh, 57% of all gas line breaks occurred because of imprudent or improper excavation. In one third of all ruptures, those who broke the line had not communicated with Info Excavation Services to determine before digging where the gas lines were located. Who is responsible for this? is construction workers have to... I guess that's why you need permits because you have to know what's underneath there and someone needs to grant you permission to dig places. Well,
0: yeah. I wish you could see my face. My mouth was hanging open when she said that because I can't believe that could be a cause for an explosion. That's such a stupid reason. Well,
1: it's not the leak in it. It's not the breaking of the pipe in itself. It's the consequence of the breaking of the pipe. Exactly, and it's
0: avoidable. It's always avoidable.
1: Yeah, and even... Forget about there's, there's time that goes by after the leakage and and the explosion, right? It's not like, oh no, it's an accident. Boom, you know? Like no. there are committees ex- explicitly put in place to to aid in these situations. But that this could be these committees could be a consequence of the 1965 disaster. Could be as disruptive as they can be ruptures of gas lines are usually minor events with a few injuries. So the total the death toll of 28 then is exceptionally high. It's it's incredible
0: relative to what death tolls there were in previous explosions. It was seven people. It was three people. Exactly. So 28 is... Yeah. A lot of people. And yeah. 30 people were injured. Yeah. And it wasn't injured like, I got a black eye. It was like, I lost a leg. Yeah. I had internal bleeding. I'm blind. It It wasn't just, you know... Yeah. Injuries that can be fixed, and you, you're on your way. People were in the hospital for months and weeks and months recovering,
1: and some never fully did. So that's why people lose their electricity when there's a gas leak because they don't want anything to spark it. So they turn off your electricity while they fix it. Exactly. So be- because of the risk, responders don't take any chances when a gas leak is reported. They shut off the power to the affected area, cordon it off to pedestrians and motorists, and evacuate the area. Loretti explained that natural gas can erupt if it makes up between five and fifteen percent of the volume of the air in the area. Mm-hmm and can be set off by a static electricity shock or the spark from an electrical appliance. That's terrifying. If a break occurs outdoors, there's very little risk because gas is lighter than air, so it floats away. I like how they're making this very easy for me to understand, (laughs) a non-science student. I'm like, ah, yes, gas is lighter (laughs) than air. The gas is odorless, but we add the smell of rotting eggs so that people can identify when there is a leak, he Mm -hmm. said, adding that anyone who smells the odor of a gas... Leak should call 911 immediately. If the smell occurs indoors, um open the window. Refrain from turning on any lights or appliances. Leave the premises and call 911. I take this to mean that back in 1965, there must have not been a smell, because if
0: it had been leaking for months, months, people would have smelled it and they would have said something. Yeah. So I wonder when the smell was added, and I wonder if this Google was that? the cause. <laughs> what is this?
1: Firefighters will be the first to arrive to a report of a gas leak, and they are the ones that are often requested for Hydro-Quebec to shut off the power to an affected area. NRGR crew must respond within 25 minutes of a reported gas leak. That seems like too long. It's very long. NRGR also has sniffer trucks that travel around the city and check for odor of the leaking gas to find the source of the leak and repair it. Anyone thinks there's a gas leak in their home, they should call 1-800-663-9228. I would save that number in your contacts. That's (laughs) 1-800-663-9228 because this is so scary. super scary. So... In short, <laughs> in short, who is responsible for this? Let's name all the, you know, since there was never any formal documentation that put a blame on somebody, so the families never really got closure.
0: answers.
1: Yeah. No answers, no closure, and nobody took responsibility for this. And uh, for the 50th anniversary, the borough of La Salle granted financial assistance of $3,000 to the Société historique de La Salle. Um, to write uh, a book about the LaSalle Heights disaster. And I reached out to the author wanting to make a statement. And I'm hoping he gets back to me, but he definitely won't want to get back to me. <laughs> I don't know. Events like this just
0: make me sad because it's it's not like it was a natural disaster that was, you know, inevitable or unavoidable. It was something that really could have been prevented.
1: But it's also tragic that you need tragedies and loss of life like this for reform to happen. That's, that's the worst part. Yeah, and ben. that's
0: just how civilization works. So your question of who is to blame—I mean, to me, first and foremost, the gas company.
1: So would you say the owners of the gas company for not doing their due diligence and letting it slip by for like capital gain, like because they could? It's you know, a couple I'm- things. The fact that they place them so like, shallow, shallow
0: underground.
1: Is that the gas company insane. or is that the LaSalle Heights Inc. construction company who built the complex?
0: I still, I think the company would have to lay the lines. I don't think the, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, A for that, B for if the mayor of LaSalle was right, not doing regular checks of their lines and the distribution lines and making sure everything was okay. Yeah. Not okay. Whether they're poor people or rich people... Because who knows what they were doing in other
1: areas of the city? It was a ticking time bomb. It was,
0: and I I don't know if technology wasn't as refined that they wouldn't get alerts if there was some sort of rupture.
1: Yeah, I don't but think they had their trucks that. No, trucks. they did
0: not have sniffing trucks. But then you should take the time to go check these places.
1: The whole city. You should check the time to check say? the whole
0: city. So I would say partly that I would say loss of life. I I would I would argue that. The first responders on the scene probably weren't the best first responders for the situation. I I just don't understand why they didn't call the city of Montreal for help for like extra firefighters. Because if they'd gotten there sooner and they had people with the right training, they could have possibly saved more lives. Yeah. So I think that's really unfortunate. And for the housing, I mean, because I don't know how implicated they actually were. And if they were really at fault, would they have had the gall to sue the gas company?
1: They might have. Yeah, absolutely. They might have. Absolutely. Take the light off of them. Absolutely. I'm not sure. Because if they're, I don't know, if, I'm very torn too, because if they were like a big corporation and they're like building units and they were, they want to scale up as big as possible, like they could have made them negligent to to, you know... To problems in their building but if they're also working with a low-income housing unit I feel like they're better people than you know those who are like trying to sell their condos at like the highest price and get like a huge profit margin and um I negligent nonetheless
0: to an extent right you didn't even know what was going on in your own your
1: own building I don't know. Like, like, I'm trying to think of, like, is a superintendent of that building trained to, to go around with a sniffle, sniffle meter and register the, like, you know, no, take but, the levels of gas around the building? No, but they could say, oh, hey, they haven't come to check
0: our pipes in a year. Should we call them? But especially whose responsibility since, is
1: that? Especially since there was a, a leak the, the, the year before. Yeah, you're absolutely, around you the know? corner there was a leak where Seven died. Right around the corner. I think it must have been like this block area that just was like faulty. Poorly 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 laid out. yeah,
0: Poorly uh, executed.
1: So maybe the LaSalle Inc. um, construction company didn't get the plans. They didn't do their due diligence. Or didn't care. Or didn't care. And Algiers (laughs) let them build there. And knowing it was a risk didn't check up often we got to educate. we got to educate the population. <laughs> Don't use gas. And if you do have a gas leak, call the provided number. If you smell rotten eggs. If you smell rotten eggs. How do they put that smell in the gas?
0: Oh, I read it. It's a, It's an odorizer called mercaptan. They add to the gas. It says with mercaptan, you can detect leaks at concentrations of less of 1% in the air. Wow. So funny enough, Energer, I'm on their website. They have a natural gas myth versus reality section. Okay. I guess to dispel myths and to make people more comfortable with it 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 says it's
1: a myth that it's highly flammable i'm sure they would want people to think that it's (laughs) not flammable the gas company thank you so much for your time your research your energy your passion this
0: was so fun wasn't
1: it it's so sad
0: yeah but it's so interesting and it's i'm surprised that this isn't something that we were taught about
1: at all especially since you you lived here I lived like, here I and you no drove past that street and funny enough my
0: stepdad who's been living here for 25 years he had no idea you told him yeah he had no idea you gotta send him along to this episode I will it's very interesting and now when I drive by I'm gonna rem- I'm gonna know what happened
1: thank you for being here it was a pleasure call
0: me in the afternoon even by